You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And the topic of the podcast today is moving into my truck camper, flying solo through darkness and light. On the 2nd of June, I moved into my truck camper and I hit the road. It was time for a change. And every summer I do this, I do a reboot by leaving my former life behind for a while and head out on the open road with one primary goal to go deeper into my relationship with myself. Ironically, this week is my book launch for my new book, The Path to Self-Love, Soul Recovery from Narcissistic Abuse and Toxic Relationships. And I've talked about changing course, moving away from a focus on healing from narcissistic abuse. But what I've found is that self-love is the key to overcoming narcissistic abuse and walking away from the narcissist. We don't need to focus on the narcissist. He or she is just a wounded soul who developed a sophisticated mask to compensate for that pain that they're suppressing. And it's not your fault. They are who they are. But it is your responsibility to work on why you are the way you are, right? We need to stop being codependent on that person we assigned as our primary attachment. If you have an insecure attachment style, you will attach hard and strong to the narcissist and then be devastated when he or she's gone even though you didn't really want to deal with their narcissism anymore. So it can be very confusing for most people. But you have to understand it's an attachment within you. This has to do with your relationship with yourself. So let's bring our attention back to ourselves. Until we really learn to love ourselves, we'll make choices that reflect our lack of self-love. And when we make choices that reflect our lack of self-love, we suffer. So the focus of this book is really on learning to love ourselves as a path, as a commitment. We won't get it right all the time, and maybe sometimes we'll get it completely wrong, but we still need to keep going on the path and not give up on ourselves. If you would like to get this book and or support my work, you can go to my website, pathbacktoself.com, or go to Amazon and type in The Path to Self-Love by Kalia LaRoche. It's currently available in ebook and print, but will eventually make it to an audio book as well. So I want to thank you in advance for your support. I had an experience last year in my truck camper that tested my commitment to my path. See, I often see my journeys out there on the road as parallels to the inner journey. So I was on a literal path, or rather a road, and I had a destiny, or rather a destination. 
my first day out in my new camper. This was my first time I I'd bought this camper in the spring of last year. And so it was my first trip out. And I had a blowout in one of my brand new tires. So I spent the first night in Big O Tires parking lot in Flagstaff. I'd finally got on the road the next day, but two weeks later I had a second blowout. I was alone on a backcountry road getting ready to travel over a mountain pass in eastern Washington, and my camper started wobbling. I stopped and got out only to discover another flat. Well, I learned the first time that having a flat in a truck with a heavy camper on top is not an easy tire change. Both times I called AAA and they wouldn't help me, even though I was told I was buying a plan that would service my truck and camper. Fortunately, Big O Tires had roadside assistance for tire issues and sent someone out both times who were equipped to change my tire. I ended up canceling AAA and going with Good Sam's, who had a decent RV roadside assistance plan, and I also got a tire policy with them, because my original four brand new tires, surprisingly, were not under warranty. The owner of the Cottonwood, Arizona Big O said I refused the policy, and I said there's no way I would refuse to have my brand new tires warranted. Anyway... I lost the fight. Evidently, the customer doesn't come first anymore. And I ended up buying six brand new tires in a month. So once I got that insurance policy from Good Sam's, I didn't have any more flats the entire summer. So go figure. There's something about knowing you're covered. Well, back to the point. I had roadblocks. I had blowouts. There were times I wanted to quit. But the road was there before me, telling me I had to get back on it. On my journey back to Arizona, I got a flat on my electric bike, my new electric bike that I had also bought prior to that summer trip. When I was 15 miles out of town, I was sailing along another country road. I like those country roads. My hair blowing in the wind, feeling so free. And I passed a road sign saying, Bliss, 10 miles. And I started laughing to myself and said out loud, I'm going to Bliss, or maybe I'm already there. And then it happened. Another flat. Totally spoiling my Bliss moment. I tried to pump up the tire, but was not successful. There's just something wrong with the pump. And all I could do is face the 15 miles of pavement ahead of me, knowing my only transportation was my two legs. My 70-pound bike would just slow me down, so I had to put it in a shallow ditch and start walking. Fortunately, I got a ride to my truck and came back for my bike, only to find that it was no longer there. Now my bliss was really spoiled. I had just put over a thousand miles on that bike over the summer. In fact, the day before, I chuckled when my odometer said 1111. My heart was broken that my bike had been taken. It brought me so much joy, all that riding, but I had to keep going. I still had miles of road ahead of me. The journey seemed to be never ending, and giving up wasn't an option. 
Even after all the roadblocks and blowouts last summer, I was eager to climb back in that camper and get out on the road again this summer. And I didn't hesitate to jump on my bike and ride 15 miles out a long country road. Why do I continue? Because I love it. Because there's no freer feeling than to fly down the road with my house on my back or fly down the road on my bike with my hair blowing in the wind. There is something about the feeling of being completely self-reliant. It's not that I never ask for help, but I always have to go inward first and ask for help there. The source of my being is the first place I go because when I'm alone, it's my only option. And I've discovered that when we go first to the source of our being, we become strong. We learn that we can rely on the source and that source will guide us every step of the way. It doesn't matter what the path before us is. We need to face it with courage and commit to the journey. And self-love is a journey worth committing to. Knowing ourselves, valuing ourselves, finding ourselves worthy. This is a game changer. We won't do things the same way we once did because we will find ourselves worthy of much greater. We won't settle for a relationship where we don't feel loved or valued. We won't hang out in a dead-end job that demands all of our energy. We won't put those nasty food substitutes in our body that cause us to feel awful. In fact, we become mindful of what we do put in our body. Whether male or female, we act like the loving mother who wants the best for her child. We offer the child within the best because we want that child to thrive. Since I decided to stop trying to find the right relationship or make the wrong relationship right, I've unleashed a period of intense creativity where I want to write. I want to share the inspiration that's flowing through me on so many levels. And I want to share the wisdom of self-love and all that it can do for us. Another topic that I'm passionate about and that you'll hear me talking more about is health, wellness, longevity, and a primarily plant-based diet. I attribute my diet and lifestyle to a lot of my successes in life. I have committed to a healthy lifestyle, and there's always more that I can do because we're always a work in progress, right? But my high-vibe lifestyle has helped me to get closer to my true self and unleash the creativity within. I'm freeing up the energy that would normally be bogged down by wrong relationship, wrong foods, alcohol, toxic work situations, and situations that don't serve me. The more I commit to the path my inner source guides me on, the more I can hear the wisdom of that inner source. And it's as if she's saying, I'm helping you to open the door to living your best life with me at the helm guiding your journey. When things go wrong and I have a temporary meltdown, feeling that I'm all alone in the world and there's nobody in my life who gives a shit about me, I remember that I'm not really alone. 
I remember there is this force within me that will show me the way if I can just get out of my own way. At any given moment, we're either going backward or we're going forward. And we need to decide what direction our life is going and make the appropriate correction. If you're going forward towards your dreams and your goals, whatever they may be, celebrate the wins along the way and look at what needs work or attention. Every day we can journal or reflect on our wins for the day and look at what we can improve on or do differently. And this is progress. So our motto is progress, not perfection. I found in my own journey that I needed to let go of perfection. I was never going to be perfect. Mistakes are a part of life. But my life was not a mistake. And I needed to make room for error and not judge myself too harshly. I needed to learn not to take myself so seriously and laugh at myself more. Ironically, the more forgiving I am with myself, the more forgiving I could be with others. We're all human after all. We need to learn to accept the humanness in ourselves and in others. I just announced my book for sale on Amazon yesterday, and I really wanted to give it away for 99 cents, as was suggested by my publishing team. But I had an issue with Amazon setting the book low limit at $2.99. And so after I announced that I was making the book available for 99 cents, I discovered that Amazon had a different idea about that. So I had to write my mailing list back and admit my mistake and let them know I, was, I wasn't trying to pull a bait and switch. I could feel my old self tugging at me wanting to feel bad and ashamed for making a professional snafu. But I had to laugh when I realized that self-love is about accepting our mistakes and not beat ourselves up about it and not let anyone else beat us up about it. Mistakes are human. Just admit it. When someone tries to shame us for our mistakes, we need to understand that this is about their shame being projected onto us. It isn't about us. We don't have to take it on. That's a practice in itself. It's one of the practices of self-love. It seems whenever I head out on the road on a path of isolation, I have to face my shadow. I get to look at those fears, insecurities, shame, feelings of inadequacy, and the list goes on. If we don't face our shadow, it will get the most of us. Trust me on that one. So every time I come out here alone in my own kind of wilderness, I face my shadow. And every time I go home, I go home stronger than I was when I left. There are times I see my braveness and my courage to embark upon these adventures alone. And there are times where nobody knows where I am. And there are times I wonder if anybody cares where I am. I find myself going from deep sadness and grief as I come to terms with the losses in my life and the things that I need to let go of, to moments of extreme joy and feelings of liberation. I feel this when I tap into my true self, my higher self, and realize there's a greater plan at work in my life that is asking me to heal the disconnect in my heart and soul and step into oneness with all of life. 
I realize how important it is for all of us to commit to healing the disconnect within ourselves first before we can do anything for society. We need to look at where am I disconnected from God or the source of my being? Where am I not being authentic? Where am I not listening to the voice of my soul and following its path? We're not robots. We're human beings. Yet we are being plugged into a robotic system and being asked to toe the line. And I've never been good at this, which is why I've walked the road less traveled and followed the path of inspiration. I've never been good at doing what people think I should be doing. A little stubborn that way, but that's actually been an asset. When I work with clients who are doing what they think they should, they're usually unhappy, depressed, and disconnected from the source of their being because they aren't listening. They aren't listening to the still, small voice within that's trying to guide them to their true, authentic self. Oftentimes, depression is nothing more than suppression. We are suppressing our true self, trying to fit our life force energy into a box that it doesn't want to be in. Or we're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and it just isn't working. Our true self isn't fitting in this job or this relationship, but we keep trying to force it and be happy with it. But this doesn't work. Our soul wants to guide us to our deepest truth. And in our deepest truth is our happiness. Still, we aren't going to be happy every waking moment of every day because it's the nature of our physical reality to have both day and night, hot and cold, dark and light. As we need to be willing to go into the sadness and into the grief in order to experience the joy. One of my favorite poets, Khalil Gibran, says, Your joy is your sorrow unmasked, and the selfsame well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is it not the lute that soothes your spirit, the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. If we can acknowledge that joy and sorrow dance together, we can be more accepting of those moments when we are in pain and we grieve the losses. We can learn to see these times as a cleansing a cleansing out of energy that cannot go forward with us on our path. And as I'm out here in my truck camper alone with myself and with the spirit of my being, there is both joy and sorrow. There are both triumphs and challenges. There is both love and fear. This last weekend, I decided to leave the campground that I had reserved for the month 
on a side trip to the mountains, boondocking for the weekend. It was another lesson in continuing to go down the path, even when it's rocky and I want to turn back. I knew if I turned down a particular forest road and drove seven miles down a rocky dirt road, I would get to the National Forest, where camping is allowed. So I began the journey, and the road wasn't so bad in the beginning, until I reached a certain point, and then the road became horrible. It was ruddy and rocky, and my poor camper was bouncing all over the place, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it. I was beginning to question if I should be on this road, but there was no place to turn around, so I had to keep going. I found that I was anxious and nervous being way out here without cell service and no way to turn around. It was as if life was saying, keep going, when a part of me wanted to give up and turn around. I finally got to a place where I could turn around and I backed into a spot to turn around only to find my new bike that I had attached to a rack on the back of my truck camper had come off the rails and needed to be taken down and put back on properly. So I fought with my 70-pound electric bike and finally got it secured. Well, it wasn't really a restful moment, but it got me out from behind the wheel of my truck. So I walked down the road a bit and saw that I was overlooking a beautiful green valley with a creek running through it against the landscape of tall mountain peaks. I wondered if I was getting close to my destination. So I pulled out the pendulum that I carried in a pouch around my neck and asked if I should turn back. And this pendulum is is a way that I communicate with my higher self. It gets beyond words. I get either a yes or no. So when I asked if I should keep going, I got a yes. So I continued down the road, and it got even worse. There were ditches going across the road with water flowing through them, and I feared that the truck was going to bottom out, and I was going to get stuck. So I went super slow, and I drove as carefully as I could, but I was very nervous. I was getting angry with my higher self, asking why she would ask me to do this. After white-knuckling it down the road a bit further, I finally arrived in the valley that I had seen from above. I'd passed the National Forest sign a ways back, and it let me know I was in the right place. And I found a place to park my camper that was so beautiful. It was in this beautiful valley with a creek right in front of it. And right above this valley were these expansive mountain peaks. And that was the view out of my camper window. I had arrived in paradise, and it was absolutely beautiful. I could easily stay here for several days, unplugged from cell service and the internet, and plugged into nature and the spirit within, who evidently did know what she was doing. There's a difference between giving up, and letting go. And I can never really give up, but I can let go and let God. I can put these things that make me feel like giving up in God's hands and trust that it is not my will, but thy will that be done. Perhaps this is the greatest lesson I learned in the 12-step program that I just completed in May. 
Step two is the most important step for me, which is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. There is a power greater than my small self, my ego self, that edges God out. It is the power of the one who sent me here, who is always saying, you've got this. And with a power like this behind me, how can I fail, really? I'm sure as I'm out here in my truck camper over the summer, there will be a lot more adventures and a lot more challenges. Both the adventures and the challenges build strength and resilience at my core so that I can keep going no matter what the road may bring. I want to thank you for listening and being with me on my journey. It's great to have you along. And once again, if you would like more information about my work, my new book, and other offerings, please visit me at pathbacktoself.com or narcissismfree.com. Many blessings on your journey, and I will see you in the next podcast.